Judging by the number of dancing masters and the position to which step dancing had attained at the beginning of the 19th century, it is evident that the art was sedulously cultivated during the whole of the preceding century. There were at least three great schools of dancing in Ireland about the year 1800, those of Kerry, Limerick and Cork. There were doubtless others, but they do not appear to have attained the renown of the three great Munster schools. J.G. O'Keefe and Art O'Brien in A Handbook of Irish Dances, first published in 1902. This programme looks at the Irish country dancing master and his school as an institution which flourished over two centuries and which lived well into our own in certain places along the West Coast. In particular, we hope to find out what it was like and how it survived in one small area around Milltown Malbay and Mullough in County Clare. I knew Barton. That's the name he was going by anyway. I don't know whether he was John or Pat or Michael. But he was a dancing master. For every sort of a sit and dance, blackboard, job and journey work, reels, hornpipes, he was learning to that. You have schools. But I don't know, he was a Kerry man, they said anyway. But I don't know, where did he come from? No one seems to know where did he come from. But he was around this locality for a long, long time. He had a school down here in Dunsanet, Jimmy O'Brien's. He had another school back at round Mullock or Juno Crehens there in some place. Juno should know a share about him. I remember a, a dancing master. His name was Pat Barton. He came from the West Limerick, near the borders of Kerry. And I often hear, heard him telling the story that he was 18 years old and his father also was a dancing master travelled the counties of Munster and Connacht and he came back an old man, he had retired and the son Pat said that he'd like to go on the same job as his father, so he said fair enough, but if we go he said I pawn my fiddle in Limerick and that fiddle is a good one you'll hear it above the noise of all the dancing and all the ruction that happens in a country house and there's a red cross on the back of it, he said, and if we can get that fiddle, buy it. So Pat proceeded to Limerick, and lucky enough, he got the fiddle. So he travelled on through Tipperary, Limerick, Clare, Galway, all the counties, part of Cork, where music was appreciated, Bush Cork. And he came into Clare, I was only a kid, about five or six years, and he taught the generation before me and uh, he had uh, schools in different places, country houses and the people were fighting to have him, he was like one of the old bards, he used to sing, dance and play music and he was a grand fiddle player Oh, tall Frenchies. Oh, skinny come. Skinny come. Parawan, a big Amona, Amona, rinking the Vime, oh, they dug a Hennessy yet. Captain Gamaclari in a Havian. August Dante, a Jacqueline County. Here in Shaw, at a Grook. August Kurashain to start out. Then one, Bill Fourth, a Frenchies. Everyone shut down, so we'll be. We miss you, Pegan. Oh, my dear, I can't pass. I get it scored. 
London Professor Reedier, Basilan Hurie, Naturally, being his daughter, I will think there's nobody else like him. Let me say that first, which is unrelated. But I have been told many times that had it not been for my father... Dancing, traditional dancing, that is, would have died out, and consequently the, the type of dancing which f- followed from it would, had di- would have died out in the west of Clare and probably further afield had it not been for his teaching this dance. And he was born just down the road he was from born, where we are now? He was born in Anna's South, and his father... Uh, uh, around was what a, period now? What would um, the, the years be? 1884. 1884, yes, and his father too was a a professional dancer, wasn't he? Was, he? Yes, and and played many instruments. In fact, I think he could practically play any instrument at all. And my father was also a traditional Irish musician of some note, I would think. Well, I was taught by my parents. Uh, so that I could say that almost every parent in the parish of Milltown and Mullock and all the areas around were dancing teachers. You got up there on the floor in the night and they almost they used to come in in court, you know. Nearly every house had their own four or five coming in in raggerman as we used to call it. And uh, usually there'd be two or three sets danced during the night. And I remember too and go when uh, we'd be digging the spuds and the girls would come, you know, and pick the potatoes and then we'd uh, have a few sets in the night for them. And by God, I can assure you that there was a lot more entertainment in it than you'd find in any of the big halls in Ireland today, or, you know, without any of the lounge bars either. Peripatetic dancing master in the school in the country house or barn were once an acknowledged institution all over rural Ireland. William Carlton, in his autobiography and in Tales and Stories of the Irish Peasantry, published in 1845, has described the dancing school he attended in the townland of Kilnahushog in County Tyrone. But even in the north, the best dancing masters seemed to have come from Munster. Buckrumbeck was a dapper, tight little fellow with a rich Tipperary brogue crossed by a lofty strain of illegitimate English, 
which he picked up whilst abroad in the army. It was as well known that he had been a rebel in 98, as that he had been flogged so often that in the end he became insensible to the infliction. It was also said that on the last occasion of his punishment, he requested to be brought to Lord Cornwallis, before whom, it is added, he danced a hornpipe in contempt of all efforts to subdue him. Buckram Beck was, considering everything, a good dancing master. He taught quadrilles, waltzes, and other fashionable dances, unknown among the peasantry until his day. Is it Arthur Young, Tashtali, Sassan of Wishical Heart and Show, Shakti of Shakto Shay, or a calm court in Janiaden, or the Zegish in the Tushka, a town hay target on the Marshall Show? Kirkuya Winter Kiri, a Vishag, a Sturchigro, Nelichin Dulakabs in the Dancy, Gamiak Marshall Rinka Gulhart of Wuhanga Bohan, August Le Piberadan, or the Fitilair, August Gunik of Nakabani, a Hokshay Horab. Fi Lady Morgan a carquier scale, shin seen a two-hitch and two-rims, two-sinkated a cartier. A gusturchin a gossucked in the billet, he swing two, knocker trave shaking cartier, a new ecke, egg mastery, dancer. A gusbadil intisless natashly a hock and show carquier, er a seed and shunier, and a oaks as a vina dancy hockup, a egg meat in the two, he a shilling a binny and far, a gungohadish. According to Carlton, dancing was the least part of what the dancing master of his day might teach or profess to teach. How to enter a drawing room in the most fashionable manner alive. How to salute a lady or make the most beautiful bow or curtsy on earth. How to write love letters according to the great Academy of Compliments were among the accomplishments to be acquired in a school. But he also claimed to be the only person who could teach the famous dance called Sir Roger de Coverley and most of the masters would include in their curriculum the dances of what was regarded as polite society. Brendan Branagh. Well, a gyan and jigawunag on the dina, I guess, in the dance of two years now, one of these fresh in a minuet. Dirt young, a reach dirt jigawakashe gas through his agiri, and in the boin hain, I guess, a dina minuets. I guess, hugshe hain, fear chorus education, and brother fad. Gamma dach fellemer, a kurumagas of a master, stoppa, bundul, gawunhache, kamely waltzene, galach the tea, the kidunivaknerotishin upon legas, the skull hain. Wun had chef freshen, who do look or could weak a lot of a wound in the quadrilles, do a hornet in the side, do a rash or cook in the poem. Do a tinnock on the shan washed the 
There were areas, however, where the more traditional dance flourished, and to the Kerry master O'Kerrin is due, according to O'Keefe and O'Brien, the crystallisation of Irish dances. He it was who helped largely to reduce them to the order and uniformity they have attained. The Clare dancing masters of more recent times would be in that tradition. Junior Crehan of Mullough. Teddy Casey learned his dance from his father, Tom Casey. And he had the hardest dance I ever saw. I have seen a lot of people dancing. But when the work could be done in the farms, the school would start about mid-October. And all the people around would come in. Children a week, like Baden, learned the dance. He had every dance that I ever kind of... I know the tones. I didn't go so deeply into the dance part of it. But he often played for him, and he was an awful hard man to play for. He'd come back to you, and he'd jig the, the reel. He'd like to dance a reel, and anyone that ever danced a reel, dance a jig after, that was his saying. And he'd catch you here by the sleeve, and he'd catch you flesh. And he'd... And he'd jig, 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 and every did he'd be knocking blood out of a But he remember one eight. There was a kind of a benefit dance for They had an election and there were shatter phones and they wanted to have a big crowd to pay for the cars going to the elections and that. So Terry was asked to go and bring the crowd, so we all went with him anyway. So we went to Jimmy Gleason's pub and we had a few points and the dance was going on, but two or three people tried to play for him. His own son law was one. And he just started to step and stop. So I came in about 11 o'clock in the night and he had five or six points of port or drank and not in any way for him to play for Teddy. He was an impossible man. So they all said that there's a man who will land a little player. He came up to me, he cut me here and he reeled it to the heather breeze. And he was picking it. I nearly fainted. There was blood coming here out in the finish. How big are I today? 
And all the old people were the dance the same day, and they were going home about 12 o'clock, and they wanted to see this famous man dance. So he started the reel anyway. He slower, he said he stood in the flag, didn't stir for about 10 minutes, two or three rounds of the reel. That way, I know, he said. He would dance the reel, he danced about 20 steps. Well, he was the greatest player in that locality ever after <laughs> to play for that man. He, he taught um, well, highly intricate and complicated movements um, in comparison with the steps which were then recognised at the fishes his was infinitely more, more intricate, complicated and uh, therefore the reel in particular was danced to a very slow tempo, having a very sound beat but a much slower tempo it had to be this way because, as I said, the dance was complicated. So it con differed considerably from what he used to refer to as motion dancing. Uh, at one time, and I remember in particular, at a fish in Milltown, my father's steps were not recognised by the then adjudicators. Possibly they found it hard to market, I don't know. He didn't have a dancing school as such. He taught dance at home, and not particularly for money. May have been paid in kind, but not all, not for money. Indeed, he didn't want anything. Um, of course, I can see how his dance as years went by. What it became so difficult uh, for people because it wasn't it wasn't a dance that could be done by everybody. You had to have a special act for dance, whereas the dance which followed afterwards could be done by most people, properly thought. But my father's dance, you had to have an aptitude, I think, because of, it was so complicated. Teddy Casey, he was learning step dance. And he was a great step dancer too. He was an oldish man, great fiddler. He's, well, I don't know, he's, he was some relation of Bobby Casey, the great fiddler that was out in England, and Scully Casey. This time, Casey was a wonderful man, and he had all the pretty fellas and everyone around that side of the country learned to step dance too. But his was a stricter man altogether now than Baron, the man we're talking about. If you went wrong with Ty Casey, he'd ate the bloody face out of you. <laughs> Apart from the jig reel and hornpipe, he taught the various set dances, the peace dances, the job of Johnny was the blackboard, the retreat, um, the, the three sea captains, the garden of daisies. But there was one in particular... In his boot? Yes, of course. Yeah. There was one in particular which he taught... 
uh, which was the step dance of Shauna de Reglana, played it as a piece dance. Now, many years ago in London, I met a very good step dancer from Derry, Jim Murphy, who in his time had beaten Ted Kavanagh. And I got Bobby to play Shauna de Reglana, and he just couldn't keep the time, he just couldn't tap it out. But this was one dance I've never seen anybody else dancing it, with the piece dancer Shauna de Reglana. And of course it m must uh, be borne in mind as well, and I think you'll find this from research, that there was a terrific emphasis on peace dances in West Clare. Mm -hmm. Even at uh, house dances and all that, they were played in between, as uh, in between sets and all that. Rudder hug me for Jarogus, a machine wooden cart album. Gur in Merle is more a lower than a master. You kicker of Gail Dockup, Gurra Kinal Queen Dockup, and Burle Lord. Vichy Ardnos, I suppose, we point Dockup Shalish Edition, Tach Wars, the Gantlers, or the Contortion, because Viti Shakir and Vray Gushak, she got a gene in a bubble, she them. Because <laughs> She's got the endorse of a Suskadian Cunya, is Gumbrishan Riak the Hossamert and Yakur who are wooner. I guess my land to less in Dutch infected with Miss McLeod's real town, dad, 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 and chant in the door to know the candles are coming. ask you to know what sort of a dance did you want to learn and if you said you wanted to learn the blackboard well he'd learn with the blackboard and he'd pick out 10 15 or 20 that would be learning the blackboard then he'd come on for another night and he'd pick him out for to learn the hornpipe the 10 or 15 and then he'd come at the sets the whole lot of us i never never learned to step dance but i learned the uh, See the minister from him in the orange and green and the plain set. Well, I had a, a great idea the plain set before I met Baron. But he had all them sets to perfection. dancing masters we say Baron was the man that influenced the dancing more so than anyone I'd say around the parish of Milltown and Quilty. First was before my time but uh, 
I uh, met people that knew him well and uh, they carried it on to down the years. One man in particular I'd say that told me a lot about him was Thomas Power of Quilty. God rest his soul. He was a, one of the greatest set dancers, I think, of the area. Uh, and uh, of course, Quilty is a very noted place for set, great set dancers. And that was all due, I'd say, to Barton being uh, around the area. So, Milltown. Then on in towards t the Casey's, Teddy Casey and that. But. Uh, what was the great influence they had? What's the greatest thing they've left to the tradition as it is at the moment, the dancing masters? The Clare set, I'd say, is the something, and something that all Clare men are proud of. It is something. Uh, almost every county, of course, as you know, have their own little set, a special set. The Clare, somehow or another, they have great pride in their set. And uh, it is. Uh, going better than ever at the moment. Parts of it, they batter it out with the fleets. We had a little controversy about battering a couple of years ago. But to me, battering, you know, is something that adds that little certain something to sets. You know, it puts that little bit of a life onto it. Some say that the old way was more, you know, that it was long ago they used the batter. Of course, time went by, everyone was adding a new little bit on, and every, every area had their own, you know, different way of dancing it, and different figures, we'd say. The dancing masters, though, didn't approve of the battering at all, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. Of course, uh, I'd say the, the um, battering, I will say, it is only later on the years that came in. I, 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 I wouldn't know about Baron now what he, he thought of the, the dancing, or the battering thought of it. Casey was strict. He wanted his dance to be the top dog. He was strict about the battering. And if you missed in that battle the reel or the hornpipe or the blackbird, if you missed that, he might be there playing away with his head turned this way from you. And he'd notice that little tip out of the battering that you was wrong. He'd wheel around in like a shot man dear and tell you that you was wrong. But he, he knew when the in the bathroom and the floor, you know, that there was some note or something left out that was wrong. Well, no, there has been controversy about the bathroom too. Do you think it's traditional? The bathroom is traditional. I think it is traditional. The bathroom is there with as far back as... as, as oh, Lord, above and him. Yes, the... In as far as you can remember, anyhow. I can't remember. As far as I can remember. I remember... They often say that I was able to dance a set to perfection. They often told Tom that. Before I ever went to school, a pure kid in this house. The dancing would be here always, and I would go up mad for the pure kid. And they used to have to carry me around the last figure. They'd be damned at me trying to 
bring me any other way, but they'd have to carry me around. But I often see and heard that battering here all the time, and you'd be counted a great dancer if you was able to batter and treble and double it, dancing your set there. The, the, the strips here were easier taper strips from Hotelli Casitat, more simply. But they were lovely strips, nice time and rhythm in them. But Hotelli had, I don't know how to explain it, you could put in about six beats which were bought for the one note would be played in the field. And there's a flag in Teddy's house that he broke with the heel of his shoe, a thick flag, about six inches thick. It is there for anyone to see it. And if we go there, we'll show it to you. And his father was kind of, you know, he'd give a slap here and there. But if one of our toes came under it, you'd only have nine toes. <laughs> they totally believe oh, that you believe, you believe they in Bob they like and to have it, you know, here and there. But the life into the music and the life into the show. Teddy believed that you should batter. Oh, batter yes, oh, he did. The grind, especially. Coming back. And then he hit a slap here. He'd lip over to that table, he'd hit another slap there. But the last time I seen you first talk him under him. Well, I can tell you about one particular man. I don't know that he... I know one man he taught danced and He was a man by the name of Ned Welch that came from the Clour. That's on the sea coast. Uh, my first hearing of Ned Welch was when Johnny Dorn's first appearance in the town of Kilrush. Ned Welch was a great friend of Mrs Crotty's, who was a great concertina player who the world knows about. And uh, Ned Welch was a great friend of hers, and he was in the shop having a drink when Dorn came to town. It was announced there was a piper in town. And as it was, he left his pipes down in front of Crotty's door. He came in and somebody asked him to have a drink, and he said he wouldn't. He'd have a few drinks. He wasn't a man of, of he wasn't a boozing type. So he started to play his pipes right in front of Crotty's door and Ned Welch went out and danced in the flags, flags that was there that time in the, in the path. And between good dancing and excellent piping, there was a, a market in town the same day with people very anxious to make money that was badly needed at home, but they all left their ponies and cats and they were all standing round Crotty's door looking at this beautiful dance and listening to great music. And uh, that was my first hearing of Ned Welch. But I saw him dancing, I had the pleasure of seeing him dancing years and years after. He immigrated to Australia and came back. And it was after, it was after he returned that I met him and saw him dancing that particular night and I never saw him dancing since. Are there any dances now that you do that have come down from the dancing masters? Oh, I'd imagine so. Oh, I'd imagine so. I'd say any all the dance along the, the sea coast, along the shore as we call it, came from Ned Welsh. And what one will you do for us now? I'd dance a couple of steps of a hornpipe, sure. <laughs> 
What's this, Junior? You were telling us about the rivalry between them. Yes, the there was a terrible rivalry between them. It happened this one evening that Baden came a bit too far outside his territory, which belonged to Teddy Casey. And Teddy was the class of one with his brother Tommy. Two desperate men. They'd fight with their nails, but they were nice people outside that. So they came into a house called Johnny Maloney's. Baden had a people up on the floor and they came in and they had stones in their hand to kill Baden. But there was one man there, Thomas Poe from Quilty, a great set dancer and a great man of tradition. And he went out and he said, what's wrong with you, Tar? That man shouldn't come in here, that's my territory, he says, and he taught people here around, he taught him great dance, which he hasn't. Look at take it easy, Terry. That man is making his living. You have a few acres of land, you have a garden and that, you're able to make your living. Say nothing. Let him dance away. And he passed away the man that went home. And they didn't raise any ruction. But they came in to kill him. No mistake about that. Kill him they would. I had of a case in, in South Kerry actually. It was in the parish of Steam where the two dancing masters arrived in the parish together. And both of them wanted to teach their various dances to the public. But the passport, the, the passport into the parish was to visit the parish priest. And he was the judicator, whether he was capable or not, another thing. But the test that he gave him was that he had two small barrels and he put both of them on each barrel. And whichever one of them wasn't capable or possibly not able to dance on top of it, slipped off it, he lost and that was the first one that got it, actually. Territory was important for the old-style dancing masters because, for most of them, the school was their livelihood and the benefit night, as it was called, their only source of income. Well, there was a young person who was in the middle of the year and she was in the middle of the year and she was in the middle of Amster Waterloo three three deog a hug at the shares in another via guest in shin got three fin deog a via skilling the Britain the three fin deog got quit in the hair and they can do. Tourist Kate Bleener can deskilling a bucket and raw as in her hay shacht and they have a crone gun fever and look and fit the lair gun hiltor a crone and chink on washter. Well, the benefit nights were, were funny sort of nights. The benefit night, you're going there and you pay a shilling or sixpence going into that benefit dance. And that time the money was not plenty. There could be an old halfpenny, you know, covered up with an old tinsel. And <laughs> that had passed maybe if the right man was in the door or the foolish man, as we'd say, was in the door. He'd say nothing. Then again, there were five or six going to that benefit dance. With, and you'd have four or five coppers, I'd have five or six coppers, and next fellow would have five or six coppers. And you'd all give them to me, I suppose. Well, this man would be in the door, and I'd go in and they'd say, this is for five of us. Throwing the fish to coppers in the table, and that wouldn't be half the money, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But well, everybody was happy, anyhow. Happy? They were as happy as larks. 
That's a gospel truth. Oh, the clergy were right against it in the olden days. They wouldn't allow no dancing at it. They, they, well, of course, the same as everything else. It was, it was ridiculous what the clergy was doing that time. They cursed the crossroads and they cursed the dance house. They'd follow you in if they had as dance supposing to be here now. And if they heard it, they'd be landed and they would raise a book about the bloody business when there was no proper their, their claim was that there wasn't proper supervision well proper supervision Tom and said in my house supposing at your house and the priest that time whatever the way they was or whatever way they looked at it they thought there was proper supervision for to have a man into a hall dance and let off that buying girl at 12 o'clock in the night and then there was proper, where was the proper supervision? After they gone out from the hall. The priest was wrong that time. Clerical disapproval may have been one factor in the decline of the dancing school, but with the coming of the affluent society, the increased mobility provided by the motor car, the development of the cinema and the dance hall, the days of the country dancing master were numbered anyhow. Even those who should have been his allies contributed to his downfall. The new lords of the Irish dance were urbanised, exclusive, rigid and rule-bound, confined within a uniform symbolised by the kilt, the long black stockings and the green Celtic ornamented dress. The traditional country dance manages, however, to survive and it is still largely the dance fashioned and taught by the dancing masters of the past two centuries. (laughs) 